The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about innovative forms of communicating with your prospects and customers. Joining us is Brian Podolek, who is the CEO and co-founder of Vacodia, which is an AI solution for direct sales. Yesterday, Brian and I talked about the conversational artificial intelligence revolution for call centers. And today, we're going to continue the conversation talking about disrupting traditional sales teams. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Brian Podolak, the CEO and co-founder of Vacodia. Brian, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you. It's been way too long. Excited to have you back on the show and continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about Skynet taking over, Terminators are coming down from the sky, and the machines are starting to run our call centers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as much as I love to make jokes about artificial intelligence being related to Arnold Schwarzenegger movies like The Terminator, the reality is we're starting to see more applications of machine learning, of artificial intelligence, and basically machined voices answering user questions. And yesterday you talked about how that's not only customer service, it's also in your sales process and, and even down into collecting data for your marketing team. I want to double click into talking about what's happening in sales. When you think about revenue generation, somebody comes in, they fill in a form, they are now a lead or a prospect. You know, what are some of the ways that you can use artificial intelligence to quickly and efficiently get them farther down the funnel? So you're talking about the vocodiator. Yeah, see, yes. I like how I did that. So basically what we found is a lot of clients are getting leads in. They kind of call them when they first come in. And then those leads sometimes get forgotten about for a day or two because you're always looking at the, at the fresh leads. But how many times all of us have filled out a lead looking for information and really we filled it out, but we don't want to talk right now. I want to talk after work. I want to talk uh, tomorrow at three o'clock. So a lot of times when we reach out a lead, it's not because the person wasn't interested. We're just not connecting them at the time that's convenient for them. And one of the great things about using AI outside of the neural voices is the intelligence that builds up over time on the best dates and times to contact people using outside and internal data. One of the things we do then, to my knowledge, this is one of our pieces of secret sauces. Hey, if there was a tornado in Oklahoma, should you be calling people in Oklahoma right now? Depends where they are. Right. But if there's a snowstorm in New York and everybody's home and it's not a blizzard, there's no power out, 
Well, they're home with nothing to do. It might be a good time to call. So we use AI not just with internal data points or the standard data points, but a lot of external data points just to increase the contact rate of people that we're trying to reach. There's a million stats out there, and I'm sure I'll butcher them, but there's a 30% lift in sales when you reach out to somebody 30 minutes after they submit the lead or something like that. Basically, when your company, those are not the correct figures. I am making that number up, by the way. Sounds good, by the way. Sure. Real convincing. I'm good in sales. Yeah. Not bad for a MarTech podcast host. <laughs> when you quickly respond to your leads, you're going to be more efficient in converting them because you're showing them that you are eager to have them as your customer. You're responsive. It's a way to put your best foot forward. So is part of the trick here when you're using artificial intelligence to disrupt a sales team is it enables you to quickly respond. Obviously, there's the right time to call someone, but you can automatically call them in real time. Are you just like, hey, thanks for signing up. Here's a robot to talk to. Or are you you know, trying to basically say, well, I'll give you a call back at six o'clock tonight because that's the optimal time to call you according to AI. So we have a couple of very disruptive pieces of technology built into the system. A, one of the opportunities you have is at the client's leisure, of course, is if you click submit on that lead form, we could literally be dialing them within seconds. To the fact where some clients get a little scared, they're like, I didn't even hit close on my browser, my phone is ringing, right? So sometimes you may want to slow it down. Again, every client's a little different. But how about this? Give it a second to breathe, folks. Bingo. So here's another great piece. What if you were to get an email that said, hey, thank you for your confirmation. We're willing to call you. But by the way, if you want to speak to an agent, click now. And just by clicking the link that ties into our system in your browser, not even generating a phone call. And I'm talking about your Chrome, Safari, you know, iPad, Android, Windows-based machines in your browser to be able to call and get a hold of the AI in seconds at your leisure and start the conversation without actually having to use your physical phone. So I understand that you're lowering the barrier to be able to make a connection through voice to a representative for the company. And I have to choose my words carefully because you're not calling a person and you're not using a phone. So like through VoIP, through my browser, I'm able to click, maybe hear a dial tone. And then all of a sudden- Not even, it literally goes rings. Right, it rings and it goes to not a person. So talk to me about that user experience where if I am calling a company, my expectation is somebody's going to pick up the phone and say, hi, and there's a robot on the other end. So is it misleading? Are people off put by saying, oh, well, you just sent me to the machines or do they enjoy the actual conversation with the Terminator? There's so many different use cases of this. The most common one is just to identify themselves. I say, hello, my name is Brian. I'm a virtual agent. And to give it a name, give it a personality, explain it's a virtual agent. And usually that clicks with an individual. Then if they ask, hey, are you a bot? We actually can respond. Actually, I'm a virtual agent. If they say, I want to speak to a human, no problem. Hold on one second. We've built that where you don't have to hit zero or one, and you don't have to wait for a whole pitch to be done. At any time during a conversation, we can actually transfer them to a human. And by the way, on a preliminary implementation, that's good to have for that first 30 to 90 days. Now, keeping in mind, even if you have humans handling the call, it's typically between every one in 15 or one in 25 agents on a call that you have a supervisor or some kind of person to uh, transfer that call to in case you get stuck. Hey, the customer's really upset they need to speak to a manager, that kind of thing. We actually see about the same with AI, but over time, it becomes one in 30, one in 35, only because the AI is learning and getting better and better literally every day. So how far down the funnel can you take the artificial intelligence here? I understand that they can sort of be the first line of defense. 
hey, do you want to immediately talk to a representative of the company? Yes, you could talk to our virtual assistant and they'll give you some information, maybe even be able to schedule a call for you with someone. What's the sort of farthest you've taken the VA down the sales path? We've actually taken it all the way to the part of taking a credit card, processing the credit card real time through the gateway, putting the order into a CRM. And for all the nerdy geeky people, this is all API driven, as you can imagine. And it done the complete sales process and then even done a follow-up call after delivery to make sure the client is happy with the product or service that they receive. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So I guess the question is, what's the industry or types of products? Uh, You know, I could see something like QVC or what used to be the TV shopping. And now obviously we do a lot of e-commerce, but ways that you can give a phone number to finish a a product or, or a conversion, that makes sense. If I'm buying hundreds of thousands of dollars of B2B software and services, I'm probably going to want to talk to a real person. So what are the industries that you've seen success with this type of sales model? So going back to that hundreds of thousands of dollars of service, well, guess what? We could still use the AI to help schedule an appointment or a demo for that salesperson. And what salesperson likes to cold call? Eventually you hear everybody, hey, I've been doing this for 15 years. I don't make my cold calls anymore. So you have the AI, quote unquote, doing the appointment setting, doing a hot transfer. Hey, John Smith, are you ready to talk about spending $5 million on the news IBM mainframe? Yes, hold on, right? That kind of thing. But another great option about this too is we have a client who calls independent people, let's say like an independent plumber, to see if they want to join their franchise. Well, we're able to call, get through a gatekeeper, find the owner of that organization, see if they're interested. And once there's an interest, we transfer right then and there to a live person to take over. So talk to me about that transition where you're going from the virtual assistant to the person. My virtual assistant, since I'm running a franchise business, calls all the plumbers and gets three of them on the line and says, great, do you want to talk to a person? Am I fielding three calls at a time? How do I actually understand the context of who I'm talking to? What's the handoff look like? 
So great points. In your last show, when we talked, I mentioned that the technologies are kind of twofold. There's A, this VoIP piece or communication piece. It's a switch that has to be AI intelligent. And then there's the AI. So what you're just talking about is, let's say you had 100 agents making calls and you only had 20 people to take the calls. Well, our switch and AI, because they talk to each other, you would have set up and said, hey, I only have 20 salespeople. So once we had sent over 20 calls, notice that all 20 are on the line, we're immediately going to stop dialing and wait for somebody to hang up before we start trying to get somebody else on the phone. Because again, all of our technology and thought was about the customer experience first. There's nothing worse that somebody calls you, you're interested, and then they go, please hold, and you got to wait 10 minutes to talk to somebody? No. So we won't even call unless there's people available. That's a huge, again, that's what makes our technology unique is we're not just the AI, we're a true turnkey solution that has all these pieces put into it. I feel like there's the scenario in every movie about Wall Street back in the 80s and 90s where someone's got a lead on the line and they have to hand it to the boss and the boss doesn't know the context of who the person is, but they are able to pick up the phone and say the magic words and talk to them and pressure them into buying something. And it's hard to do when you're not knowing the context of the conversation that's already happened. So when the sales rep or the person responsible for having the conversation takes over for artificial intelligence, what are some of the ways that they know the context of the conversation the person's had with your VA? So there's two ways. A, we do what we can do a handoff. Hi, my name is Brian. I got Bob on the phone. He's interested in buying a health insurance plan for him and his family, and he's under 65. We can also take all the information that we've gathered and again, via API, post it into a CRM or some kind of, we used to call this testing the screen in the old days. So we've collected data. Hey, here's the first name, last name, state they live in, income level, et cetera. Gather that data. And when we transfer it to the salesperson and they pull up their screen, all of that data shows up so they could just review the screen. I guess the last question I have for you today is thinking about the way that people talk on the phone or don't actually these days. I spend more time sending SMSs. I don't actually answer the phone if I don't recognize the number unless I'm waiting for a call because there's so much spam that's out there. How does your system incorporate other types of communication, your chats, your SMSs, WhatsApp? Uh, there's a million forms of communication out there. How are you integrating with some of the other platforms? And again, as a turnkey solution, first and foremost, we help with your caller ID so that it doesn't say scam likely and that kind of thing. But you're correct. You fill out a form, and all of a sudden you start getting calls, and you don't know who they are. You just have a phone number most of the time. And probably for every 100 calls people get, they may answer two or three, maybe five. So one of the other things we do is the true omni-channel approach. Again, based on TCPA compliance and following that strictly like we do, but if you've opted in also for a text, wouldn't it be great if you got a call and you're like, I wonder who that is? I would actually prefer to get a follow-up text with them and say, hi, I'm Bob from your health insurance company. You called about a quote, when would be a good time to call? And what we do is we embed in that a little URL and you go to a link and you can actually say, call now, call in 20 minutes or say the date and time when you're ready for a callback. And when you do, then we speak to the DSA and it calls and fronts you. I personally want it the other way. I want the text first saying, hey, you filled out this form. I'm trying to schedule a, a message. Is now a good time? Click here or schedule it because... When I get the phone call, I'm like, I don't know who this is. Forget it. And then the text happens. I'm like, damn it, I missed the call. Yes, 100%. And this is a great thing about AI. Number one, and talk about disruptive. Look at this. So let's just say you have two different ideas on how to contact somebody. Hey, I don't know if I should call them first or text them first. I don't know if they'll respond better with a male voice or a female voice. I don't know if they'll be more receptive to this opening or that opening. Is a better way to answer this question with this answer to that rebuttal or secondary? With AI, we can test all these things 
get data and actually make decisions based on data and not just guess. So we could call first or email first or SMS first. We can hit them up through WhatsApp. We can hit them up through their Facebook Messenger. And then based on the reply, they could talk to a male or a female voice, different accents. There's so many variables in there that we could test and run at the same time to see, A, what's that better customer experience, and B, what makes more sense to the company's bottom line. It's a brave new world out there when it comes to customer communication and the technology is getting more and more advanced. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Brian Podolak, the CEO and co-founder of Vacodia, for joining us. In part three of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Brian and I are going to talk about leveraging AI with authenticity. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Brian, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Brian Podolak. That's B-R-I-A-N-P-O-D-O-L-A-K. Or you could visit his company's website, which is vocodia.com, V-O-C-O-D-I-A.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter or you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.